Hi, 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 hi. X, 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 pop, 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 we went on tinder and we found three candidates for jaslyn's heart and then we narrowed them down according to their answers to a series of questions that jaslyn decided upon in advance and then the person who won of that just charming bunch of fellows was oliver and he was willing to go on a date with you and so you set up a date at um spruceaholic one of our local haunts and what happened jaslyn he arrived pretty much the same time as me. He was a little bit ahead of me, and he ordered. He didn't recognize me. As he left the counter, I kind of said hi to him, but he just thought I was a stranger saying hi. But then when I went to join him at his table, he realized who I was, and he was kind of apologetic. We had a good chat for just under an hour. We had a cup of tea. I had been Jabir. Coincidentally, the previous night, I accidentally saw him do stand-up comedy. <laughs> So that was a bit of a topic of conversation. He told me about his stand-up act, and then he went to a dinner. So the, mm. the date was quite short. But what was the overall vibe of the day? I think he was easy to talk to, but I think that we had different personalities. Wow! 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 But so, good. so no love connection. But that's the thing. It's like. This is unscripted. This is real life. And yeah. I think that's what high expectations are all about. It's about being optimistic. And I honestly came into that thinking, like, maybe this is how Jasmine could find love. I actually thought that. I genuinely thought I'd find your love. I know mm. I didn't work very hard at finding matches. And that's okay. But we kind of just went with the first three people. And I was thinking, like, maybe of these first three people, one of them could actually be yeah, somebody. Could have been. And you never know. But then it didn't work out, and of course it didn't. But I was actually really, like, kind of delusionally optimistic about it. And I was like, maybe, yeah. just maybe, they could be the one. So yeah, great. I think that I think it would be fair to say that Oliver came to the date with a different perspective on what he was actually doing. I don't think he was maybe particularly looking for, like, romance. He was just wanting to meet someone and see what I was actually like. Up for experiences, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I like that about him? I liked his enthusiasm from the get-go, that he was totally open to the idea. He was on board. He was really excited about it. He said, okay, so when are we doing it, you know? That was great. That sort of enthusiasm is what you deserve, Jaslyn, <laughs> in a potential date. Mm. And I think that's great. I talked to a lot of people on there that some of them were really hesitant. Some of them didn't really get what we were doing at all. But some of them were really open-minded, and that was awesome to see. Yeah, I think the best way of describing it was I, I showed up at the date dressed kind of smart, casual, mm-hmm. definitely looking very nice. He was, he was just in hoodie and jeans. So I kind of got that immediate vibe that he wasn't trying particularly hard for this for this date to yeah. impress me. He just wanted to meet me. That was that. So we got talking about other sort of awkward dates we've been on and ones that didn't quite for us. meet up to our, yeah. like, <laughs> to our expectations. Mm-hmm. Dates that went wrong and we thought we could share a few of them. Would you like to start, Kathy? Yeah, right, okay. So when set I, the tone. Yeah, I'll set the tone. Starting with a queer date that I don't know if it was a date yet or not. I mean, still don't know if it was a date or not. I was 22, I think, and I was still very fresh to exploring my sexuality, my attraction to women, and I was in a play with a 26-year-old woman. I got along with really well, and she was um, really affectionate with me from the get-go, and so I warm to her and I looked up to her because she was a hotshot lawyer and very intelligent but the thing is looking back on it now she was very 
she knew it. <laughs> she was quite forthcoming with all of her knowledge and it really intimidated me. But at the time I was, I, I don't know, I admired her. I didn't understand at the time, but I did form a crush. I, I don't know what it was. We met up for coffee a couple of times and she had a lot going on in her life, eh? Like she was really troubled. But she was sharing all of this with me and I feel like I was sort of in an escape for her to just, like a sounding board for her, which I think kind of used me a little bit because I was, you know, I was younger than her and I was less experienced in terms of queerness. I still don't know. I don't know. I, I probably mistook a romantic connection for something else or, yeah, just a passionate friendship for something else. I met up with her actually at the Matterhorn and she was having a carafe of wine and so I got <laughs> quite tipsy and then she took me to Duke Carvel's and bought all of these tapas, like bought so many different things and sort of splashed the fact out there that she had money and made me feel really special and it was really strange for me because there was this really odd energy between us and this odd dynamic where I was giving her all of the power and she was totally loving all the attention I was giving her and I think she was a little bit too drunk to actually take responsibility for what was going on and you know spent hours with me and then just suddenly left and then had these strange encounters with her where she would turn up my work to just say hi and actually kiss me a couple of times and it just became a thing we did but it wasn't talked about so it was a really weird time I still don't know what it was it was like the dynamic really confused me and I was very vulnerable back then because I was still figuring out my sexuality of course and was exploring it practically so yeah I'm I don't know I still don't know what to make of it, but it was a really weird date. But I was I was spoiled, but I also didn't really know quite was, what was going on, which I think was a little bit unfair of her not to communicate, but maybe she felt like she didn't have to. I don't know. That's Sounds my story. me, like, maybe she was in the same kind of boat where she was also exploring oh, yeah. her own sexuality, and, and she wasn't sure what she was doing either. So I do, like, these impulsive things, like, come and kiss you, but the other times kind of back off because she True. didn't know what she was wanting either. She was saying, I've never thought like, of it that way before. No, it's a good call, actually. You do mean like you never really thought about what it might be like from the other person's point of view? I mean like you've told me the story before and yeah, I've never true. thought of that before. And I always kind of thought either. that she was just trying to impress you and she liked yeah. the attention you gave her and that you admired her. Which was maybe quite cynical of me. No. There's definitely a valid element to it. Spot on, yeah. But maybe the, the trying to impress you part of it was her way of coping with being with a woman and she wasn't sure how to act. So she was trying to take on a role which was there more sort of the, the guardian kind of provider role I think so yeah, yeah that makes all sense to me I, got. I think so too yeah and it's I, funny like all the time mm. you've like thought about it and been like what was that about was and then about? Jason's like oh she was scared too I reckon eh, like a lot of those really confident people um, are compensating for insecurities underneath and vulnerabilities. Yeah, don't we do it all the time? We do it all the time, yeah. Like I noticed that I do it. Like we were at that party last night. I didn't feel comfortable. And when I don't feel comfortable, I just get louder and more confident. Yeah, absolutely. Which makes it seem like I'm more comfortable, but I'm actually just like making up for like, oh, maybe no one likes me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so many people experience this that we don't realize. You know, we may, yeah. someone might come across as being even harsh or blunt, you know. We may get defensive in response to that. But maybe they're guarding themselves. Yeah. Like, it's it's easier to keep somebody at an arm's length than let them get in. Totally. And I think what you were saying kind of like, just like all of the kind of like things that were kind of confusing and she was spoiling you and saying a lot of weird things as well. Yeah, she was. She was telling it's me so much like explicit, sorry to interrupt, but so much explicit stuff about, you know, sexual experiences and she was telling me about her European 
European adventures and jaunts that she had over there and is definitely trying to impress me. I think that it was making up for maybe some insecurities, perhaps. I don't know. That's just speculation on my part, but... But, like, mm. what do people do this? And first dates of such a weird environment. I was just thinking about things that are awkward that aren't normally awkward. Do you yep. know what I mean? Like, one of the first dates I went on a while ago, we both ordered the same drink. Remember me telling you about this? Oh, yes. And, like, we order the same drink all the time on the same meal because we're like, that sounds good. I'm going to get that. And yeah. it's a very, like, familiar thing to do with someone else. It's also quite a validating thing. Yeah. Mm. But when you do it on a first date, for some reason it comes across as weird. Like, oh. well, I don't think it was particularly weird, but, like, I got... What's that one you have when you're kind of sick? Like, ginger. Yep. Lemon, honey, and ginger. Mm-hmm. And they then they were like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'll get the same thing. And then they're like, oh, I shouldn't have... They actually said out loud, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have ordered the same thing as you. That's oh. really weird now. And I'm like, no, oh. it's, it's fine. Them making reference to it made it more awkward, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It can be worse if you order something quite different to another person. There was one thing that I wasn't sure with the date with Oliver, yeah. where he ordered first. I didn't know what he had ordered. Like, was it a beer? Was yeah. it a, a soda? Ultimately, it was tea, which I found surprising. Yeah. Which I was thinking, do I Is it go same? alcoholic? I ended up getting ginger beer. Yeah. And I, I was expecting him to have, like, a bottle or something, because he was, like, you know, a hoodie bloke kind of <laughs> man's man kind of thing. And no, it was a cup of tea. And I found that very surprising. And that kind of sets the scene as well. It's like, oh, this isn't going to be a big night. Like, we're not going to yeah. have a few drinks and yeah. kind of have a heart-to-heart. It's going to be very formal. So if I'd shown up there with a glass of wine and he had a cup of tea, I would have felt quite awkward. And first dates Absolutely. are weirdly formal. Oh, yeah. I one time went out with just a friend and I ordered a hot chocolate and he said, oh, yeah, I was having... He wasn't a very good friend. I was having a conversation with one of my friends and they said that if you go on a first date with somebody and they order a hot chocolate just immediately write them off because they're a child ordering a hot chocolate is a child's not, drink does not make you feel comfortable that's horrible I know yeah. I was like that's so rude yeah. and hot chocolates are delicious and just go away mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the dates that I went on with a, with a woman once that I met at one of your gigs went to a coffee shop next door and I wanted something warm and comforting it was a bit of a cold day I think and I got a hot chocolate and she never contacted me again after that. Maybe she thinks <laughs> Maybe. you're a child. <laughs> Maybe oh, no. it's unrelated. To Maybe that. she was that friend. What did she order? I don't recall exactly, but I think it was some kind of coffee. <laughs> and I got a hot chocolate. Judgmental, elitist. Yeah. So, have you finished with your story? or? I am. Yeah. You've given me a new perspective over it, I think. Good. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's just because I've heard that story about it before. I've heard it, we've dissected it, we've talked about it again and again. Definitely. And it never occurred to me that she was scared too, maybe? No, it never did, actually. Yeah. It never did. Yeah, and now that, oh, it's so interesting, being almost the same age as she would have been at the time, you know, like if I were to be hypothetically in the same situation, like how that would... I don't know, I'm a very different person, so that just doesn't really apply. Yes, yeah, I'm finished with my story, but it's it's cool to be able to see that in a different way, I think, looking back. Would, would, it, would it be different if you started, say, dating an like, 18, 19-year-old that was just oh out of the closet yeah, it'd be so and different. didn't know how to sort of re- act in the world? Because there's a thing where, no matter what age you come out, once you come out, you're suddenly an awkward teenager again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had to definitely take the reins, you know, and, yeah. and just even terms, in terms of the emotional journey they're going on to kind of guide them yeah. as well. And I, that's a very strange place to be, 
put in because uh, because everyone's journey is different so it's really hard to actually be like okay well these are the sorts of emotional mental things that you're going to be going through you know you can use me as a sounding board but yeah oh, it's really yeah. strange probably, isn't it you when probably you have would that take experience. on that kind of guardian kind of role that's true and yeah. help them to navigate this new awkward world where they don't know exactly the yeah. social cues that, or whatever yeah and that goes for um anyone in that position doesn't it it's not just queer relationships although that does come along with it a lot because a lot of people come out later in life mm-hmm. and so that's quite frequent so you were in that position yeah. but it can yeah it can happen with if anybody is a virgin then you kind of or like they're new to something you just kind of have to guide them and mm. it's a difficult position to be in because it's so easy to get it wrong I think mm. like to not be patient or you, you, you have to be so patient you can't push them you kind of have to let mm-hmm. them come to it yeah. and then like just really talk them through it but not in a condescending way mm-hmm. because it's like you want to have sex like it should be sexy it shouldn't be like oh, yeah. I am your like I'm your guidance counsellor or I'm no, your parent it no. should be like we are equals it's just like you don't have the same level of experience that I do but we'll get there mm. and it's a tricky position to be in it is yeah. Dan yeah. Savage does talk about the campsite role oh the campsite role so if, you're a more ex- if you're a more experienced um, person in your say, area of sexuality or dating kind of scene mm-hmm. if you date someone new to it that you leave them in the same or better condition that you found them that's cool and don't abuse their naivety and trash exploit them exploit them anyway mm-hmm. yeah. yeah or yeah. assume and, that they're inexperienced yeah. you know I've definitely had a lot of experiences where I have been exploited because I was like young or naive or oh, yeah. in that types yeah, of dating sure situations or just or just even like to a lesser extent condescended or just made feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Any first time with a new person is tricky, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And it's when consent is just so, so important and it's speaking yeah. up and communicating what how you're feeling. Yes. Yeah. And I just I feel like I've gone through so many years of sexual relationships without realizing that like if you want to say no and you want to say stop and if you're not ready you're not ready and people should respect that and I actually can think of a lot of relationships where I just like wasn't ready and either it was that I didn't communicate it or that they pushed me and Mm. so in those situations I should have been like no anyway just important things to know I think that if I could impart knowledge on my younger self or impart knowledge on like maybe younger listeners I would definitely say that like when it's your first time take your time there's no rush and if you're not ready you're not ready you say no yep Absolutely, if it's and not a solid is so yes. important. Yeah. Exactly. Can I also say if it's your first time with anyone as well, because being with someone new is... Oh, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like a new partner. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like visiting a new country and learning a new language, you know, that person is so different to what you've ever experienced and you need to treat it as such. So you can't just assume what they're going to like or what it's going to, you know, if it's going to be right for you at all. So yeah, taking your time is important. And ask them what they like. Yes. Yeah. Communication. Oh my god. So exactly. Oh my god. And like, that should be the first conversation you have before we have sex. It's like, yeah. what are you into? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you into? What don't you like? Mm-hmm. If you don't know, if you don't know what you like, what do you know you don't like? Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone knows what they don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> they have an idea. Yeah. 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 Oh, so shy. Yeah, about. go for it. Well, I don't know. For some reason, I really want to tell this particular story, but I don't know go why. I guess it's kind of like... It's fine. Because it really didn't work, and it's a good example of... They were really respectful, but it's a good example of when it, you just know it's not going to work. Okay. So I met this person in very strange circumstances. We met at a party of a friend of a friend, and we were all sitting in a cupboard. We were sitting in a pantry. Mm-hmm. It was a very small and closed pantry, and there was room for three people to sit on the floor. 
And then we were all just kind of sitting in there a little bit drunk, just like talking about things. And the girl in the middle started talking about herself and she said that she could do chakra cleanses. So, so she, cool. I was so drunk, but she like gave us a chakra <laughs> cleanse and then you like have to envision different colors kind of like going up on levels in your body. Mm. And because I was in that inebriated state, I could like imagine all of the different colors mm. and it was just, it was like a really good experience. But at the same time, I was like, I'm way too drunk and disassociated for this to actually have any proper effect. It was interesting. Mm. So and then at the end, like we all were like, whoa. And I remember we like both kissed her on the cheek and we we're like, thank you so much. This amazing experience. You know what I mean? Silly, you get when you're drunk. Mm-hmm. And then when we got out of the wardrobe, I told him about like my love life problems and asked for his advice on stuff. I don't know if it was, any, it was good advice because I'm really obsessed with this guy, but he has a girlfriend. What should I do? And he's like, oh, just call him. Just call him a lot. <laughs> Is that good what? advice? No. 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 <laughs> And I'm like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Live and learn. So that was that guy. And he was just talking about how he was on Tinder and he's like seeing someone, but it's only casually. And so then that happened. And then he said, do you want to go mountain biking tomorrow? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm still drunk. And I'm like, that's the best idea ever. So then the next morning, I like, I'm waking up and I get a call and he's like, okay, so you're ready to go mountain biking? Ah. Uh. And he's like, I've got my, my bike's packed. I'm going to go up to Macra. I'm going to go for a bike ride. And I'm like, hell no. Hell no. like a disrespectful like, time in the morning? I'm like, maybe like 9 or 10. Like, <laughs> real early. For, I, you've been drunk the day before. I was still hungover. And I was like, dude, I was drunk when I said that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. But he said he wanted to. And I'm like, I know. When you're drunk, you want to do anything. Like, woohoo, let's live in the moment. And I'm like, no, I'm hungover. And I'm like, let's go back to sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was weird. And then he was quite disappointed. And then he just kind of left. And that was okay. I think he got a bit pushy about the bike ride. I wasn't okay with that. Yeah. But then, so then we met later on and he was like, it'd be really great to like go on a date with you and get to know you better outside of a pantry. And I'm like, lol, all right, let's do it. And so he picks this date, for this date, he picks to meet at the food market. And I remember that I'd had a lot of dates at the time, and I was getting quite jaded about it. Mm. And I really just didn't want to go. And you know what I'm like? I'm like, when I want to stay yeah. at home, I want to stay at home. Stay and home. I don't. Mm. Stay at home club. And so then we went to the food market, and straight up, worst date venue ever. Do you guys know why? Noisy. Noisy busy mm-hmm. you hardly know each other it's awkward you don't even know what each other looks like oh, no. really so like you have to have really good facial recognition because you'll lose each other in the crowd constantly True. it's like outdoors there's like nowhere really to sit down and yeah, kind of talk and get to sit? know each other we eventually sat down because i wanted to eat some noodles that i got but mm-hmm. there was like nowhere to sit so we sat down at like another another um restaurant so i was like l- essentially sitting in like another restaurant's table eating somewhere else's food he's like you kind of can't do that and i'm like i'd gaff yeah I was like, I'm going to be, like, cool and, like, you know. Rebellious. Rebellious. Yeah. And I'm, because I don't really care what this guy thinks. So I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm eating the noodles in the sushi place. And he's like, all right, I'll get some sushi so we can kind of pay for our seat. And so then he did that. And my noodles sucked. Oh, no. So I don't eat that much of them. And then we kind of just talked about stuff. And I was being just really blasé. Which doesn't really like me. Normally I feel like I can be quite gentle and kind and compassionate. But I was just really not feeling it. So I was yeah. kind of putting up a bit of a barrier there and being a bit blase about things i feel like you'd already sort of made up your mind as i think i had i think i had you're right and then i think we went to espresso holic after that i got some cake which is always good oh well this was quite interesting like it's at espresso holic they have a video game thing you can play Hmm. like a 
you can play like Space Invaders. Yep. And we both versed each other. Midnight Espresso. That's a Midnight Espresso. Midnight I mean. Espresso. Mm. So Midnight Espresso. That yeah, they have like Space Invaders you can play or like old arcade games. So mm-hmm. we did that, and that was really cool. Like I highly recommend for dates doing something fun. Like I like bowling. I've been mm. on a date where we went. I don't think it was a date. I thought we were going as friends, but it was a date. Whoops. <laughs> that again was really awkward because I did text him and say I just want to be friends. No. But he was like, "So is this a date?" And I was like, "No, no. I thought we were here as friends." That was a different date. But yeah. going bowling on a date's a great idea. Mm. Or just something fun or different. Or really thinking through dates. I think the best date I went on was, like, we went to Scopa. And then they were like, oh, and after this, we're going to go to this pop-up bar. Like, pop-up Mexican bar that I know of. And we're going to yes. have sangria. They have free tequila shots there. I did get too drunk. And I don't recommend that on a date. First day, early days, no. Okay. But, like... Having somebody really think through a date for you is really special. Yeah, thoughtfulness is lovely. Yeah, thoughtfulness is great. That's pretty cool. Yeah, multiple venues is nice. Yeah, Yeah. that too. Because it's like, I really want to get to know you. Mm -hmm. I definitely, I also, yeah, I recommend like going somewhere for dinner and then going somewhere for drinks or going somewhere fun in between. Like, yeah, Yeah, like even Laser Force. I think like Laser Force on a date would be amazing. (laughs) Don't you think? Maybe? Yeah. It could go either way. It could go either way. Well, I guess it's like this food market. I was like, no, food markets suck for first dates because it was just so awkward. So many people feel self-conscious anyway. There was like really, there's always a really loud musician there as well. You can't really hear each other. Nah, Mm. it was bad. But yeah, the Space Invaders thing was great. Mm. And yeah, and then he said like, yeah, I'd like to get to know you better. I can come. Because he did, I think he did yoga at uni and so did I. And so then he was like, oh, we should hang out because I'm at the university. And I said, I think I just have to be honest with you. I've come out of a long-term relationship and I'm really not looking for anything serious right now. And I don't think I want to go on another date. And I thought he could go off at me. But then he texted me back and he said, I really appreciate your honesty. I hope you have a great you know, great that's life nice. and experience. Yeah, nice. and, cool. and then we just didn't pick it up from there. Gosh, that's so funny. All these times when you connect with someone, but then you just go your separate ways. Yeah. Mm. I just like don't feel like we connected though. No, I know. I mean, like even just spending time with someone is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was, mm. that was a good date, but not good chemistry. No. Yeah. I guess I, I should stray more into the awkward side of things. Yeah, I haven't on. really had bad dates, but I've had awkward dates. Probably the most awkward was with someone that I had been dating regularly. It was a, a nice guy that I was, I was seeing for a while. And I have a, a bowel condition that has some kind of awkward as allergies related to it. And we went out to dinner and I accidentally ate something I was allergic to. And very, very quickly felt very sick and got us back to my apartment as soon as I could. And then he spent most of the evening sitting on my couch I awkwardly serenaded him from the bathroom Aww. and every time I came out looking grey he would pretend he hadn't heard anything and just Aww. kind of hugged me and comforted me and That's said really you know, do you want me to leave and half he wanted him to leave desperately but also I didn't want this to like ruin an otherwise nice evening and I figured if he's the right kind of a good guy for me to date he won't mind that I'm very sick and exactly. look after me and I, I was very sick and and eventually things calmed down and it was a bit nice after that but Mm. it was several hours of extremely awkwardness hey that person's a champion and so are you yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah it's very brave no that's really nice yeah actually yeah yeah that's good and then related to what we were talking about earlier with you Kathy Allen about not knowing exactly what other person's looking for I was interested in a woman that Mm -hmm. I had met and some really interesting circumstances where I'd been wanting to meet meet her and then 
we kind of crossed paths unexpectedly and we met up for a coffee one evening yeah and i wasn't sure what the deal was like i liked her i i couldn't tell if she was into women or not but we had a really good chat and also related to what you were saying she ordered a coffee thing mocha kind of a thing which i don't normally drink i kind of wanted to like match what she had and so oh, yeah. i just ordered the same thing it was very nice actually and we had a good a very good time and we after after the, the date or whatever i didn't know exactly what it was Hmm. and we hang out a few more times after that and I was getting kind of mixed signals I wasn't sure if she was actually into women or not and one of the dates she started talking about um, a guy she'd had this sort of sex with and I thought okay that's probably not something you talk about on a date with someone that you liked hmm. so that's probably a sign but then later on that turned into like a nine hour date in the end because of, she hung around I mean, later on in the evening because she, she was going to join me and my friends for dinner and we kind of walked her home after that and we had a good talk and I kind of dropped a few hints that I was into her and mm. she was sort of taught the compliments you know, very well. I still wasn't sure. So finally, after maybe a couple more hangs, we were at my, in my apartment just kind of chatting on the couch, having some wine and stuff and I just didn't know what was happening. Mm. So I just tried to ask her, are you into women? And she said, no, sorry. Oh. And I was like, damn, okay, That's I was quite into you. Do you feel like you had a romantic connection? So, like, perhaps that was what she was exploring, maybe? I don't know if it was a romantic connection, but okay. certainly a... We had a very good rapport. Yeah, definitely. And a very a comfortable connection. Mm. And we spent a lot of time together. And she was very fun. And we still... We became proper friends after that. And, yeah. But it can be difficult when you're dating someone... Or you meet someone and you've asked them to hang out with you don't know if it's a date or not. Yeah. Often women, when they're talking to each other, they're very affectionate in their, in their yeah. conversation. Yeah. And so you don't know what things can mean all the time. Yeah. So just to put that around the table, these are my intentions. That is going to be such a takeaway. Yeah. yeah. Good communication. I feel like sometimes... I don't like it when people play games either, but some people are quite are really subtle and they don't really know how to communicate well. And so they do drop those hints by, they might actually say to you, you know, like I had this date with this person the other day and then to just to see your reaction, just to see if it actually registers in you to be able to tell them if you're interested in them, you know? I've had that Sure, happen. yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not necessarily a game, but it can just be a subtle way of dropping what your sexuality just can be. Yeah, yes, true. I do also date, you know, men as well as women or... True kind of thing I mean you might just say what, you're, what it is if you if you know what it is I reckon it's so good to just be yeah, straight up and like card on the table this is what I want and when we were trying to find me a date on on tinder we were excluding anyone who was uh, polyamorous in type of poly that you might describe yourself as but we were very respectful of it we said you know no judgment on that at all it's just not yeah. what we're looking for right now yeah and, and knowing where you're at with that especially in this kind of like shifting landscape when it comes to monogamous or non-monogamous relationships is really important yeah, that's quite a deal breaker you know yeah like some people can definitely um there can be an awesome opportunity for them to explore that and be like okay this is actually something i never considered before but i'm open to giving it a go as dan savage says a lot of relationships are non-monogamous started monogamously yeah so like some of those people they come around to it some of the people they never do and it yeah. but i think it's really important to to know that about yourself and to know that whatever you are 
that should be valued. Like there's there's, ne- there's not one type of relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you can have all sorts of configurations just like you can have someone who is monogamous with a non-monogamous person but they've worked out a compromise where everyone yeah. feels comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And th- I think those are the is that do you think in terms of disclosure? Do you think like first dates are too? It depends on your on the platform how you get the dates. Yeah. I think if it's like if it's like a dating app or a website it's probably worth putting in the thing that you are is it oh, even your profile? Holly. Yeah. Just so people who aren't into it at all can just move on from that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's good. I, yeah, I think you should be honest about that from the get-go. Do you think yes. That's, that's what I think in terms of disclosure. Yeah. But that's just my personal opinion. I get that other people are like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, but you're putting yourself at risk of letting people down and leading them on and hurting their feelings. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a bit of a sexist, I don't know if it's sexist, but just a, a difference in, in sex or gender with the admitting it? at the start that you are in a relationship often a complaint term when a couple becomes open that the woman finds states very easily and the and say a man has a hard time because they say hey i'm married but i'm, I'm you know free to play and the other women that they're looking at dating aren't into that at all they don't trust them mm. but then the woman can find uh, a guy to have sex with very easily because or another woman. Or another woman. Yeah. But if, if it's, you know, yeah. however they're trying to explore, because... Of stereotypes? Guys, guys, you know, they have more of a hookup kind of culture often, and so they're willing to just be like, oh, yeah, this woman wants to have sex with me. It's just a little thing on the side that's great. I'll do that. Whereas the guys often have a really hard time finding people to be non-monogamous with. I don't know why, mm. because it's like, but I, you, were you telling that story about the Rumspringer thing from This American Life? Yep, that was great. Yep. Yeah, so the Rumspringer thing, they both are in a relationship and they are telling, well, okay, so the situation is that they went on a Rumspringer, they've been in a relationship, they were each other's first relationship and they needed to go out and explore. And so they decided to do like three months of just anything goes. Go and sleep with anyone you want, go and see anyone you want, date anyone you want. And then we'll get back together and we've had that experience and then we can get married. That was the idea anyway. And so what happens is that they both go off and have a lot of different partners, Mm. sexual partners. But the difference is that she didn't disclose to anyone what was happening. She just went and hooked up with a bunch of people. He told everyone. He spilt it out to every woman and was incredibly vulnerable. And apparently that worked to his advantage. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a really interesting episode because he, I mean, like, in terms of finding relationships, I think that he fell in love with a lot of them because he was so emotionally vulnerable and that didn't work out. So in terms of relationships, it didn't work. But in terms of finding sexual partners, it was almost like catnip. (laughs) So maybe what you were saying, Jaslyn, was more focusing on on sexual partners, so more of a a relationship situation. I've definitely heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. Or or that one partner, it's kind of lopsided. It's a complaint that I used to hear a lot on the Savage Love cast. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of it too, for sure. That's so interesting. I haven't really, I haven't heard many of these stories, but I think it it just comes down to the couple. I can't really comment too much on the differences in gender between, in dating culture and hookup culture, but I've just, in practice, I've seen many differences. Like, yeah, there's been lopsided experiences with couples, but it it hasn't complied to any sort of um, gender definition you know what I mean like there hasn't there hasn't had any consequence on it from what I've seen so is it about open relationships or non-monogamy and finding other partners or is it kind of a gender thing in general cis men I feel like when they're on tinder they're liking everyone and not getting many matches whereas women are liking and frequently but getting heaps of matches deliberately 
Yeah. I feel like they're just like men are always putting themselves out there for it, and yeah. women are more selective. They say there's there's a biological thing around that, but I don't know. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. I just think it is a thing for whatever reasons phenomenon. I guess it's because women aren't encouraged to be as sexual, whereas men are. And the more sexual partners you have as a man, the the better your status. Whereas if you're a woman, you're considered a slut. You know, it's a double standard. It's mm-hmm. as old as time. Mm-hmm. But I think for women, for that reason, we're more selective about our partners. We also want to be treated with respect for our yep. partners. We want to have a friendship. We want to have a connection. Mm-hmm. Whereas some men might just be looking for casual sex. And sure. women don't don't want that necessarily. I, there are definitely women that are looking for casual sex, though. Like I said, definitely. it's a changing landscape. When I was out there, I definitely wanted to have genuine connections with people. I wanted to share with people. I wanted to get to know them. I didn't just want to have sex with them. I, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. But I think that just comes down to your sexuality, too, because there might be people out there that are only looking for an emotional connection or a romantic connection exactly. or a sexual connection that's without a any component emotional too. things. Yeah. Like, that brings into account all sorts of people on, you know, the spectrums. For whatever reason, though, it's definitely a thing. Like, men don't get as many likes on Tinder, and women get heaps. I think it comes down to the flow of the attention-seeking, I guess. Kathy Allen's right. Married men have a kind of a status that is a bit like catnip. And, oh, I thought that was Uh, Alan. It's okay. Don't worry. Um, Where if a man is married, he's seen as, must be a good guy because someone wanted to marry him. They obviously that's a good guy. About? Yeah. Women will sometimes chase married men, but if a married man is trying to come onto them first, then that scene is kind of creepy and he should be more respectful of his wife. But he's kind of this kind of thing about I could steal that good guy away from this other woman because he's that's, worth marrying. That's really damaging I when think it comes, comes to mar- married couples who are non monogamous though, because then that prejudice will work against those married people you know or married their men values. yeah and their yeah. values absolutely and so they may be seen as predatorial i guess um for people who don't really understand it i guess you only really want to seek out people who are all on board with um monogamy anyway so you don't really want to spend time with those judgmental people so maybe it weeds them out yeah i get what you, you were saying though i guess it's like and it also is that kind of patriarchal setup where women are competing for men and I think that really speaks into it that there's an encouragement that there's a competitiveness I did get your point though when you get into a non-monogamous situation you need to know from the get-go it's not about you can be with me and only me it's not about you can steal me it's about we're sharing in this. Yeah, definitely. We need to work this out somehow. Yeah. Whereas the situation you were talking about is more of a, an infidelity situation. Uh, yes. okay, I infidelity. See. I see. Okay. So, and I think in those situations, I think those things happen because of the competitiveness that's encouraged between women rather than encouraging that natural communal yes. nature that women have. And like, yeah, competing for men. It's, it's a trope, isn't it? And yeah. But I think it really does play out in everyday life. I don't think people should be ashamed of those experiences either. They're not bad people just because of the experiences they have that happen to be considered. No. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think women that like the other women should be stigmatized. There's no. also such a huge stigma. It's always zines all about actually. Like cheating happens. It's about you know? like there shouldn't yeah. be such a stigma on the other woman because it, I also feel like it's a lesson you have to learn for a lot of women. Like yeah. it's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to be the one that loses in the end. Sometimes cheating keeps people together because they need a needs met that they're not getting from the primary partner yeah. and if they don't get it they're going to leave them but Make- if they just go off to the side and get a little thing mm-hmm. the main relationship becomes stronger and they actually stay together exactly yep. and totally. also that person often doesn't want to know yes like i mean sometimes they do it just depends on the situation but like 
people in relationships know each other. Everything comes out in the wash. Like, yeah. if that person does want to know that their partner's cheating, they will find out. Yeah. Some way, by some means or another. They don't need somebody coming in to tell them. It's very, it's in very rare situations, yeah. would you tell somebody you could see their partner cheating? Well, what's, what's the end game here? What What's going to happen as a result? It's none of their business. Do you want to keep yeah. that friendship? If because you're putting it yeah. at risk. Yeah. You risk the friendship. Is your friend happy now in the relationship? Is this something that happened a while back that, that they maybe knew about or they didn't know about just a little thing just to like take the edge off one hard day? Like, you have no idea what's you, going on. Are you doing it so that you feel better or so that they'll potentially feel better in the future? And mm. That's the thing that people need to know. Like, if you don't tell people something, they just never know about it. So if she knows that her, her friend's partner is cheating, if she doesn't tell her friend, if she never tells her friend or never lets on that she knew, her friend will never know that she knew. Yeah. And then, and therefore, it's like, there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. Like, you're just keeping out of it. And like you say, there are so, it's just, it's honestly like minefield is what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't, you know, if you take, if you take one misstep, if the situation isn't how you anticipated it, it could blow up in your face. Yeah. And you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. Like that couple might have any sort of boundaries there, you know, Um, to any extent that you just don't know about. And you might, if you see something or sense something, it might be within those boundaries, you know? Yes, exactly. So don't assume anything, really. Yeah. It, it, it could be a boundaries thing. It, it could be like what Jaslyn was saying, like a one-off, not yep, like an yep. entire, like, huge affair. Yeah, who knows you what know? they agree to, you know? Exactly. Them. It can be something where you might want to assess, is this, is only going to be more beneficial to the person? Like, say mm. they're about to get a mortgage with their partner and move in, and yeah. you know that they're actively cheating. It might be worth saying... Are you aware of this? I feel like if you're in that position as a friend and you're sensing something, but you don't feel like it's your business to really pry, but you still care about your friends so much that you really, you feel like you want to support them in a way. A way you could offer your support is to just have a chat with them neutrally about how they feel about that sort of topic, like, and just see their reaction in a way, oh, I guess. And, and maybe you could yeah. actually learn something about them that they may not have shared otherwise if you ask them specifically, well, not specifically, you know, could if, you, be... if you talk about that sort of thing. Maybe they could actually open up and be like, oh, okay, you know, like hypothetically, I would be, uh, you know, I would be okay with that. Oh, or I wouldn't want to know. Or I wouldn't, yeah. So then you can totally gauge from that whether that. You should be yeah. really careful though and not let on anything. No. If you're going to do that, you can't insinuate that you know anything. Because mm-hmm. if they get even to catch wind of that, they might get it out of you, mm-hmm. even if they didn't want to know. That's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So it. just be incredibly careful. But yeah, if you just in a really neutral way, like, how do you feel about these things? And if they're like, no, that's horrible, then you're like, oh, okay, I know that now. I'm going to go away and think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm. So it's a good point. Yeah. Mm. If you have any bad, awkward date experiences, why not write in and tell us about them? And maybe we'll mention them in a future episode. Yeah. Here comes Kathy Allen with the contact information. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any comments or questions, please send them through to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Pocket Casts, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. See our Facebook page for details at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High X Podcast. Have a great week. Kathy? What? Shush. <laughs> Sucker. You can get dirty knickers out of vending machines. What? Did you know about that? There's fetish vending machines. I think in Japan. I'm quite allegedly. Oh my god.